Recording. Yeah, we are now. Uh, so it's the second, second of December. It's the Grouchy Club podcast. We have uh, Kate Cox, digger me, John Fleming, and as a special, exciting guest, we have Martin Besserman, club owner extraordinaire, mm-hmm. uh, who's been working in, in the comedy business for how long? I started in two thousand and two. Oh, oh, you're a newbie. Uh, relatively, relatively, yeah. Newbie. You're a millennium. Um, and uh, you know how it all started. Uh, I was going out with uh, 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 this girl, um, and would we know her? No, no, no. Would we no, have seen her no, work? No, no, not at all. German girl, uh, you wouldn't have known her. Um, and uh, basically, very open-minded of you. You're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, forgive and forget. I think I think it's more significant than that. Um, young German people mainly are not uh, not not condoning anything that their you know parents or grandparents supported. I don't think um, German's relevant. It's a young girl, I think, was the important yep. words yeah. there. Okay, so, yeah. so young okay, girl. Well, well, basically, I, I speak at Speaker's Corner, which I've done since the age of 16. Really? Um, yes, yes. John that recently? That. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Um, and uh, I talk on a whole variety of subjects. Like uh, what? Uh, relationships, politics, but in, in a light-hearted way. And, you um, do stand-up comedy at Speaker's Corner. Um, that is great. I do try to get a point across... Um, in a humorous way, because um, I learnt from the late, wonderful Lord Soper that if you want to try to communicate with anybody, if you really want to try and reach anybody on a yep. spiritual level, uh, you, it, it's always best to do it with humour. And you can see the ones that are really serious are um, associated with uh, being a little bit wacky or a little bit fanatical or a bit um, you know, oppressive. Yep. So the way to do it is to do it um, in a charming, delightful way. And Lord Soper had those qualities. Um, and I, I think, uh, although I'm nowhere near as articulate as he was, he was a wonderful man, um, I learnt a lot from him. He was terrible at doing knob gags, though, wasn't he? <laughs> now, th- you're going to have to get used to this, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do know, John, I do know. Uh, every so often, well, actually often, uh, he will come up with an yeah. irritating... Yeah obvious and, and whatever it is that you, you whatever point you think you're trying to make right he is going to come in with some facile comment yeah, now, obviously you're not as irritated by this as I am no I don't you appear I, quite I, relaxed I, I, I totally understand it sometimes it's a lack of recent sexual activity yeah um, that the, could be the, the, it that could be it and it's disguised in many many ways and it might just well be that you know as a uh, a joke, an amateur joke teller. Um, you know, he's covering up something that's not. But I, I think you. I think. I think I've just experienced a shaft of uh, light. Um, so you're not unusual to experience. So it's not unusual for you to experience shafts, is it? Well, it's been a while, John. To be fair, it's been a while. By the way, this is not um, totally original because this might be one of my put downs at Speaker's Corner. Ah. So some, somebody ah. um, might be sort of like militantly against what I might be talking about, or they might be a malicious heckler, and then I, uh, I could um, often use that to get the audience. Ah, uh, aggression yeah. being, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, 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 but you're, you're a club owner basically, though, aren't you now? Well, I started in 2002 at a... My first club was in Edgware Road. Um, it was then called The Hanging Tree. It's now called Salt Bar. Um, it was the most oddest location, I would say, to try to establish a comedy club. Um, yeah. But interestingly enough, on the, <laughs> on the first night, um, we were just going to do it in a little venue upstairs, the restaurant, um, which probably would have accommodated 80 people. 
um, but 250 people turned up. And the reason for that... Gordon, Highlanders! Yeah, the reason for that, because in those days, in 2002, the Evening Standard, um, Bruce Dessou is yep. still around, um, and also in those days it was Tim... Uh, uh, Tim Arthur? Tim Arthur. Uh, no, Malcolm Hay. Ah, uh, the yeah. late, great. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Not late, he's, he's still alive. Well, as a critic... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm Hay was really wonderful. Um, and they took the, the time to phone you up if they were unsure, if the, they had the right details. They gave me a little bit... In those days, if you started a comedy club, they gave you a little bit of support in the beginning. And uh, you know, after, after a while, that support kind of uh, went away. Um, and I had a little piece in the uh, Evening Standard and a little piece in Time Out, and that yep. was enough. I had a great bill. I had Nina Conti. God, Con- those were the days. Yeah, I had Nina Conti, um, um, Ian Cognito, um, uh, and then the following week we had Jimmy Carr. Uh, I can't recall uh, who else was on those bills, but yep. they, were, they were lovely mm-hmm. bills. So, you know, I wanted to do it properly. And I, I did it as a joke to try and impress a, a girl who dumped me, but, ah. but uh, I got a taste for it. Um, the venue eventually got sold... Um, to somebody else, um, uh, and they were not interested in comedy, which has been uh, <laughs> the history of me going from different venues. It's, it's always very, very difficult and challenging with um, you know managers and yep. owners. It's really hard. Um, and uh, I had to leave there after a few months, but I then found myself in, Cam- in the Camden area, mm. um, and there was a whole load of variety of uh, venues that I operated from, uh, in the Camden. Well, you're, uh, you're now in a Café Rouge. Yeah, bringing uh, you up to... I mean, I was ten years at one venue, uh, seven years under um, some bohemian uh, characters at the Sir Richard Still. In I have myself been under some bohemian characters. Yeah. Uh, that was a great venue, and I had stability. Um, now it's, uh, it's not like that. You know, you, you have to... Um, as a promoter, you have to deliver the goods. In other words, uh, you have the the, 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 the the venue, the manager, the the owners. They have to really see uh, great results in the very very early stages. You, you got two venues, haven't you? You got the Holiday Inn as well. Uh, I've got, well, no, the Holiday Inn. Um, I'm, I, I was there for. Uh, uh, seven or eight months, uh, doing quite well. Um, not as well as I would have liked. We had uh, Omid Ginelli uh, there fairly recently, and not getting the amount of people that I deserve for the kind of shows that I put on. Bloody hell! I mean, like, how many were you getting for Omid? Uh, I wasn't allowed to advertise him. Um, so uh, ah, um, is it one of those with special guests? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did all that. Thing. I did all that. But you know, uh, the public are accustomed to that. You know, um, the special guests might not be that special. Yeah. Uh, there's so many people who, so many promoters that will say special guests. Mm. Um, <coughs> They'll say anything, I guess, in yeah. order to try to manipulate Bums on seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I understand that because it's very hard out there, you know. Um, uh, it's but, not like it was. Well, it's not like it was because there's fucking millions of soi-disant comics all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I mean, it used to be um, people desperately wanted to be a stand-up, because, either because they had something to say or because they, they had funny bones and they kind of yeah. couldn't do anything else. Now, people want to get on the telly yeah. and fondly imagine that being a mediocre stand-up, uh, if you've got the right trousers, agent and haircut, 
you know, is the is the fast track yeah. to that. So, uh, comedy audiences are up to their nipples in yeah. shit comedy. Yeah. I think that's a very fair interpretation. Um, additionally, uh, there's a load of free clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are not great. Um, some of them are pretty good, um, but they are having um, an effect on clubs like mine yeah. that uh, want to carry on the tradition of putting on great shows and paying the acts um, mm. so that they can pay their mortgages or their rent or their bills. Uh, what you're having now is the comedy industry has been cheapened. Um, uh, I warned, I actually, I think, uh, John, you, you were there at my first debate where I held a, a one, maybe two debates um, about this just a few years ago, four, five years ago, um, and uh, I warned, I predicted this was going to happen because, you know, if you cheapen a product, this is the inevitability. I, I know that. What do you mean cheapen? Well, the, the comedy industry has been cheapened by um, the huge amount of free shows. Now, we know that it started in Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh is one thing, and I'm not going to make a criticism to something that happened way before... Um, I got on to, got got involved with the comedy scene. So Edinburgh is one thing, but it's been brought to London. And uh, so you don't think there should be any free shows? Um, in an ideal world, I think there shouldn't be any free shows at all. And yeah, but in an ideal world, there shouldn't yeah. be any shit comedy. Uh, uh, yes, um, what I get terribly upset about is um, the misleading of the public by saying things like "we are uh, a free professional night." when it's not professional and uh, more significantly, um, in my opinion, is that there's a collection made at the end. So you are asking for money and that is not fair, not fair to uh, the audience, not fair to the acts and certainly not fair to other uh, promoters like myself that are trying to do things uh, transparently. But surely if you are uh, a comic who's just starting or a comic who's... Wading through the shallows of what will probably never be no. much of a career, um, you want to get out there, you want to perform, <laughs> but you know it, it's it's like uh, it's like anything. You know, you if no, you, you've got to be you've got to be at a certain level or have a certain amount of luck yeah. to get people to pay you, yeah. and if they don't pay you but you still want to do it then you do it for free. Well, I I hear this argument, and uh, there's certainly some credibility in in what you're saying, Uh, but on the other hand, um, it's got to be balanced with the fact that you are uh, reducing uh, the possibilities of uh, other comedians who are good fulfilling their ambitions. Uh, So, you know, I think... What? Well, well, their ambitions to make a living out of comedy. Well, yeah, but... um, There is so much of it around. And there is so much of it which is shit around. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that uh, people shouldn't have to pay for crap comedy. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying yeah. people shouldn't. But, yeah. but um, I am saying that I kind of believe that the cream always rises. Yeah. And that the good comics and the dedicated comics and the people with funny bones and the people with real things to say and a good way of, of saying them will, you know more people will want... They will create a demand for their product. Now, when there is a demand for your product, you can charge for it. When there is no demand for your product, why would anybody pay? Uh, I've I've got to just uh, say this, that uh, the way things are at the moment, where Time Out is no longer a comprehensive guide, uh, which it it, it had a 
brilliant and the wonderful and significant role uh, that it played in uh, guiding the public mm. where to go. And it was um, able to um, show the distinction between uh, what was a, a, a crap night, if you like, or a mediocre night, a new act night, and what was a professional night. That, that, that was good. Um, but I also think that if you put on 10 acts um, on, a, you know, on a Thursday night, um, the promoter should hopefully um, uh, make it as entertaining as possible. So mm -hmm. um, the way that I do it, because I do actually have a new act night, which is around about £6 on a Thursday night, um, it's, it's, it doesn't give me much money, but it gives me an opportunity to see if there's any uh, potential... Um, acts there that I, I would like to uh, mm -hmm. incorporate on my Saturday night and it's been brilliant because I, I discovered Nina Conti that way, I discovered Lee Nelson that way, Frisky and Manish particularly mm -hmm. um, uh, Jack Whitehall did his first uh, uh, act, uh, gig with me uh, on a new, new act night My um, God, you're responsible yeah. for Jack Whitehall <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um, I can tell you also that he claims that he's a virgin until quite recently, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> quite recently? Yeah. yeah, well, a year ago he told me he was a virgin. Um, well, there is, you know, they used to say uh, in some, uh, you know, Catholic countries that taking it up the bum <laughs> didn't make you not a virgin. Yeah, I've heard that. So maybe that's what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Copsticker's yeah. joking, of course. Yeah. Uh, so you're both as bad as each other, really. <laughs> <laughs> but show the thing about the, the, the people have to do free gigs to begin with. It used to work okay because, say, the blessed Malcolm Hardy would have his professional comedians doing their professional act. Look, and, then, not, then, uh, and then he'd have like a little bit where the, 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 yeah. the people would come on, yeah. do five minutes yeah. for free, yeah. and if they were any good, he'd book them and pay them the next yes, week. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, now, but now what's happening yeah, is you have yeah, entire yeah. nights of like yeah. two hours where yeah. they're all free acts and yeah. they're all shit. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the audience, I mean, on a Saturday night, honestly, I put on great, great gigs. I really do. Um, Other comedy nights are available. <laughs> but I do put on really, really great nights. Um, and, you know, if you, if you look at my, my, my listings, um, it, it, it will verify that. Um, I can't pay the acts as much. They're pretty understanding, most of them, you know. Um, and these are acts that would get, let's say, a minimum of £80, £100 ten years ago. I can't possibly pay that because we're not getting the, the numbers in. Um, obviously, as a promoter, you put a lot of effort into it. You need to make a living yourself. Um, I can tell. But but I mean, the, the other thing is that the now, uh, once upon a time, not that long ago, I remember uh, I was producing a TV show for Carlton um, in late 90s. Okay. And there was almost no stand, no kind of... And, you know, would you please welcome to the floor the next act uh, type stand-up comedy. There was uh, Saturday Night Live, yeah. uh, a couple of bits and bobs, but no just, like, stand-up show. And I used to put... Um, it was, a, it was a, a completely mixed bill, but there would always be a physical act yeah. and a stand-up yeah. act. Um, now, you can't move for comedy most of it, or at least a great deal of it, quite shit, of one form or another yeah. on TV, yeah. to say nothing of people's websites, YouTube, you know, God knows what else. So to get somebody up and out their house uh, paying money to cross London, yeah. you know, to come and see a yeah, comedy yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I, I think one of the things is that now because there is so much uh, comedy on television, you're getting a television audience. You're not really getting an uh, you're not getting a, a comedy audience, yeah. you're getting a television audience well, who want to see mm. him 
and or her the, the, of the, the jelly. The, this is the view of Noel Faulkner. I've spoken to him. Um, I have a, a, a slightly... He runs a comedy cafe. Uh, that's right. Um, I have a, a slightly uh, different view. Uh, we can all try to um, have our own analysis of you know, why things are, are more hard and more challenging. Um, I do think um, it has been primarily to do with people being misled by um, uh, you know naughty operators who um, are, are, are selfish. Naughty basically. operators. Oh yeah, <laughs> naughty naughty promoters. Um, it's a and, South London and, term. And uh, you know at the, at he's the a bit naughty. It's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the Glaswegian. It got a bit lively. Yeah. Um, so what, just define naughty. Well, by misleading uh, advertising, you know, saying you're a professional club when you're not, by um, advertising yourself <coughs> as a, having it as a free show when you're not when it's a bucket collection. If you, if you were transparent, I'd have no objection to that. It's no problem with So me. you don't agree with the pay what you want? I don't mind, as long as it's transparent, as long as that is in the advertising. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think the pay what you want and free things have dragged things down a bit. Because ba- ba- down? Well, where? Because basically you've got comedy clubs. Uh, the punters don't know who anyone is. Professional if they have, if they are have... prepared to do those shows, by the yeah. way. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Um, I don't want to say names, but, you know, a lot of the... This is upsetting because, um, you know, some of these big, bigger-named comics will... Um, they, they, they had it hard in the beginning, then they got some notoriety, mm-hmm. some recognition, um, and then there's complete contempt um, for everybody else who, sh- who sh- supported them in the early days. And they do also these clubs because they are wealthy now, or they don't need the money, or they, they're doing a tour, um, and so they want the stage time. So they will do... Those clubs, but I would say, I would say, uh, the, uh, the punters don't know anyone unless they've been on television. Mm-hmm. So you can have really good professional, uh, experienced co- comics mm. appearing on bills in, in professional clubs, mm. and the punters don't know that they're, they're that good. What the punters do is they go and see another show with, with again, with people they don't know, and these are people who who are shit. And so they see this shit show mm. and assume that the other show that has other people they don't That's know. Right. Uh, but it's professional, it's the same, and therefore... Yeah. You lost me halfway through well, that, John, but I'm almost certain I disagree. But, but, but the, the perception but, but, is that they don't know yeah, which the, the, is good There's no that. longer a, a, a Tim Arthur or Malcolm Hay yeah. that is, uh, you know, uh, telling the public... There's Bruce Dessert. Well, he ignores me completely. Does so he? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, I think, to be honest, I don't... OK, he did actually advertise my, my Jewish show last year, other than that, I think we have to go way back to when I first started in 2002. I, I don't get any attention, and I run a great club, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I have no idea why that, that is. Um, I'm, obviously, if you are um, a journalist, you have your favourites, um, you know. But are we allowed to have favourites as journalists? You do. I saw you on um, Show Me the Funny, and you were very outspoken, madam. But it's okay. Me? Yes. Outspoken. Yes. She, yeah. she was silent. You, you were absolutely right about Patrick Monaghan, but he, he's a friend of mine and he, sh- he deservingly was the winner. Mm. He deserves but he never bought me a drink out of the 100 grand. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what it went on. You, yeah. you got a hug there, didn't you? You must have got a hug. Everybody gets a hug. Yeah, 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 Everybody gets yeah. a hug, but he doesn't drink, as far as I remember. No. He doesn't, oh, you know that. No, right? he's, a, he's great. But I mean, the, the other thing is people bandy the word, you know, professional. Professional doesn't mean good. It just means you get paid for it. That's all it means. It's like you're not necessarily <coughs> going to get a better shag from a prostitute just because you're paying her. I wouldn't know. Ask, jo- ask John. No, I, I, I defer to your experience. <laughs> you know, Plastic. and it's, it's uh, 
it, it's this. I, don't, I just feel quite uncomfortable with this whole. You can stop there, really, can't you? Whole. I feel uncomfortable. Stop on my whole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that the, the it, it's become so industrialized mm. comedy, yeah. and I I passionately believe that comedy should be about passion. Um, it should be. Uh, uh, should passion be about comedy? Uh, possibly, sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, moving forward, I, I, I have no idea um, if, if it will ever change. Um, there could come a point where people get fed up with um, being very good and very uh, you know, talented. I, 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 don't, I can't remember anybody since uh, Romish... Uh, Ranganathan. Yeah, um, that has had... Real recognition since since him. Can you think of anybody? Somebody actually posed that question to me, and I thought it's hard to actually work out if anybody. Um, uh, I, I can't really. Can you? What it's reckon- harder. It's hard. It's harder to to. What, got, got, it, but there's always some other mildly talented, yeah. you know, person popping up on these uh, on all the the panel shows. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I see, like uh, Domit and... Uh, yeah, Domit yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and all the women yeah. who are being, you know, dragged up from wherever, mm, you know, mm. they've, they've started because you've got to have women. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I have some opinions about uh, that as well. Please, um, please tell uh, me. Well, uh, having you, women. You know, I, no, I, on, on my face, Facebook, I've got a whole variety of... Sorry, there's a whole variety of opinions, obviously. Some are right-wing, some are left-wing, some are pro-Trump, some are anti-Trump. But um, on this uh, subject, uh, there is a unanimous opinion amongst a certain um, section of the female community, if you like, uh, that believes that they should, they have every right to be on TV and that it should be balanced. But in my opinion, it doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman. You just need to be funny. You just need to be good. No, absolutely. Well, I, mean, uh, I mean, you know... Positive well, discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are a lot of female acts that are very, very funny. I, 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 I've been putting on loads of funny female acts recently, but I don't think they have a God-given right to be on telly because they're a woman. That's, that's almost sexist. You know, it is. You know. I mean, they would the, the feminazis would say that uh, that can't be. Se- there's some yeah. reason, like, it's like women can't be sexist in the same way that black people can't yeah. be racist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's I, not right. That's uh, obviously is not the case. But um, I, there is nothing. There's almost nothing worse than the token woman. Yeah. And and I, a lot of panel shows, they're quite. A, it's quite a testosterone fueled thing. It's um, a lot of them, although a lot of them have been softened up. But, for example, Mock the Week used to be very kind of testosterone fueled yeah. When Frankie yeah. Ball yeah. was there, yeah. it was get in, you know, say something yeah. funny, make sure you're talking louder than anyone else. Uh, and understand, you know, that's not everyone's cup of tea. <coughs> and so a lot of the time, if you did have the token woman, she would be yeah. sitting there on her hands and they would, every so often they'd cut to her and she'd be laughing at something a bloke that had said because it's all heavily edited, obviously. Yeah. But you need to be able to give as good as you can get and give as funny yeah. as everybody else. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, I no. The, we've, the, got, the, we've got so... You can't say this, you can't say yeah. that, you can't, you're not allowed an yeah. opinion. Yeah. 
it's... Well, do, do you know what was really interesting was when a lot of this political correctness came out, uh, you might remember it coincided, uh, or John Cleese uh, di digested that, and he, he responded to it, didn't he? He said, mm. yeah. and he, he also was um, um, illustrating some of the shows uh, that were made that were brilliant years ago that would never oh, be never. allowed now. And, well, and, most and different. well, certainly the carry-ons. Um, you know, you, you can't have um, a man bottom bottom pinching a woman. That would be totally. But you know, the carry-ons were an institution. Mm. They were brilliant. It was brilliant. And, you would and, never. Have had it ain't half up. That's uh, right. you, you, would have, you wouldn't have yeah. had it half up. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have had Dad's army because that was all white men. Yes. You know, you, go, you can't possibly have that. Well, and, it was. Uh, Reginald, uh, not Reginald Perrin, the other. <laughs> what, what am I thinking of? Um, the one that Reginald um, was in. Oh, Rising Damp. Yeah, Rising, Rising Damp. Damp. You'd, never, oh. you'd never have Rising Damp. Oh, Rising Damp was politically correct, though, because the, the intelligent man was the black bloke, wasn't he? He was, mm. but what he was, uh, was he not uh, referred to as um, the coloured or the, uh, uh, the coloured man? Yeah. And, I mean, that just would sound ridiculous now. Yeah. But I mean, I've just come back from Kenya, mm. and it's, it's kind of a relief there, mm. because there is absolutely no political correctness at all. I mean, uh, there's one... Uh, the, the, the main, the, the predominant tribe is, is the Kikuyu. Mm. And I was staying uh, up country with a friend of mine who's a Luya. And he, he, we were talking about the Kikuyu or something. He said, oh, you know, oh, you know what they call us? I go, well, what? He said, they call us black monkeys. Mm. Oh, really? And we're like, well, okay. Black, and it kind of translates as black monkeys from the forest or black monkeys mm. from like, the outside. Mm, 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 mm. And I mean, that's like, yeah, well, okay, you think I'm a black monkey? I think you're a whatever. Mm. And it's... Um, so they're not offended, you're saying? They're not offended at well, all? Not, I mean, it's actually, there is, you know, you, you don't desperately want to be a woman who's too black, even in a black country. Mm, mm, mm. Because, you know, those they go, she is very black. Mm. And you go, <laughs> crack, you're all right then, yeah, well. Mm. Um, it's, I, I just, we've got to some strange, weird place where, you know, I, I think when your life is very, very hard every day, then you're not so bothered about somebody calling you darling at work. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when you're actually having to fight for everything and you have genuine problems, mm -hmm. you're not going to go hysterical if someone looks at you in the street and goes, but nice we, rack. We, we all know that there are uh, lots of men that are complete idiots and arseholes and, and what have you, but um, I do see, without any doubt, overreactions. Um, I myself uh, was a, a victim of a, a witch hunt, um, you know... A, 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 I don't remember the hunt. details, but I remember yeah, yeah. Facebook well, went mental. Absolutely, um, you know, and... Uh, the reality is, none of it was none of it was true. None of it. Well, I'm, I'm, a a hug, a hug, a hug, or uh, could be interpreted as yep. uh, being a little bit more interested. Sure, I, I, I flirt. That's my character, um, you know. But it's it's there was never uh, anything uh, like uh, unsavoury in my mind. Do mm. you do you know what I mean? And sometimes it would be reciprocating mm. um, affection, and that would be the, 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 the uh, reason for, uh, you know, uh, attacking me. It was horrible. And then um, there was a... Uh, I one... think we've got someplace very sad mm. if we have to ask permission mm. to hug. Uh, yeah. I'm a big hugger. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah, huge yeah, hugger. Yeah, yeah, Patrick yeah, Monaghan yeah. wouldn't have a career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I said it once before. I don't know who I said it to. I think in 
since 2002, I don't think I have asked out more than two female comics. Uh, but that maybe those two fem female comics, um, you know, went bonkers about it. You know, it's really weird. And make and um, and then they gossip and they manipulate. Mm. Um, you know, this is not this is not a criticism of them. It's a criticism of that kind of mentality and 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 putting all men in the same category, which is totally unfair. Because I know what I am. I'm a really nice guy, and I, I, I you know, the, and there was another incident uh, when um, off. I was uh, I was with Alison Moyer many 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 years Crikey. ago. Yeah, many years ago wow. I did a TV because I'm a poet, and I did a TV show. Um, with Alison Moyer. I can't remember the name of the show, uh, but filming went on late. Uh -huh. It happened in Manchester. Uh -huh. And um, have I told you the story no. before, John? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, filming went on late, and um, we ended up in a hotel in Manchester. You um, and Alison Moyer? Yeah, in the same hotel, not in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, we did have a little chat. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway. Now, is that a euphemism? Or was it <laughs> no, genuinely just a little yeah, chat? It was a little chat, little chat and a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, well, uh, two prostitutes. Um, so, uh, I, I had bundles of money. <laughs> bundles of money in my pocket. That's the way I was those days. I just uh, had money in my pocket and they, they must have noticed that. Uh, the, and to cut a long story short, they've gone into the hotel, they've found my, my room, they must have followed me up, and they, uh, uh, they knocked on the door and then I was attacked. I was, I was, uh, it was mugged. Uh, mugged, uh, mugged, they got away with a little bit. Um, and then uh, I called the manager, um, and uh, anyway, oh, they said, oh, don't, don't feel bad about it. Um, uh, you know, they bought me, he bought me a drink. He said it has happened at, uh, at the hotel before. I think it was called the Britannia. Oh, remember. my God. Oh, the Brit it? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Was I was God, that was really? my question. Was it the Britannia? It was the Britannia. It, because, oh, basically, I think it was the third floor of the Britannia. It was more yeah, or less a yeah. knocking shop. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Is, is the Britannia the same as the Midland? Not the library. No, uh, because I I, I, when I was doing telly, when I was doing telly up there, uh, we did uh, on the waterfront uh, for a couple of years, and so we were there for like three months. And uh, yeah, it was it was either the second or the third floor. You just go. I wasn't aware of that, but now uh, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, the, uh, but but um, what, w w the reason why I mention this story is because when we had this female comic who'd come all the way from Manchester, and she it was a Thursday night, it was a new act night, and she's, she said, oh, I'd like to perform on a Saturday night if that's possible. But I hadn't seen her. And mm. I thought, well, if... You're any in my, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. I might be a nice guy, but I'm not gonna, uh, you know, it's a business, yep. you know, especially regarding Saturday night when you you want people to return. So um, I didn't make any promises, but uh, she was really awful. The, 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 so you know, she knew that. Give us a clue. Give us yeah, a clue. Yeah. Um, don't, don't give us no. a clue. <laughs> no, I, I won't. But you got a very similar name, actually. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but can I just can I just say can I just say uh, this that the um, I, I mentioned this story this story is what I told her I said and I made some I said oh these women were horrible they had tattoos I was thinking about the story yeah. they had tattoos and then just as I said the tattoos uh -oh. I noticed she's got tattoos so Aye. she's obviously taken offence um, is that, and without uh, Steve Bennett confronting yeah. me without her confronting me. 
the next thing people are saying, oh, you're in the news again. You know, uh, you're in the news again. Yeah. And it's like, Steve Bennett's made a big thing on the front. Uh, I was really oh, hurt. I was really hurt. And I, I, what was it? I was, I was in tears because, you know, uh, what people do is... Well, they, you're not allowed not to like tattoos. I was making a joke. Yeah, I know, but I mean... And, and people say, oh, Martin Besserman, we know what he's like. Um, but, you know, uh, what do you mean, you know what he's like? From exaggerated comments, mm. and then you put the, the links together. And, you know, I found, uh, I, I found myself being, uh, f- feeling very vulnerable, to be mm. honest. And, and top acts suddenly were not prepared to do my club. This did happen. That's, this did happen. See, that is just... Yeah, yeah. And uh, it really upset me and, and, and angered me. And I thought, why... Uh, you know, if the people think I'm a shit M- MC, that that's fine. I, I am sometimes. I accept that, and sometimes I have my moments. But you know, that's a, that's one thing. But to actually try to ruin somebody's career by this kind of manipulation, um, and it turned out that the the woman in question, the so-called mm. comic, apparently had made allegations, uh, from what I've heard, uh, to other promoters um, uh, and uh, um, she had a history of mental illness that's what I've heard mm. so you know people didn't actually um, confront that possibility you know mm. they uh, unfortunately people do like to to hear bad and negative things oh they love it, it. makes them happy and now that there is <clears throat> social media oh, nobody yeah. you don't ever have to yeah. confront or anywhere near confront yeah. or even communicate yeah. with yeah. the person Who's allegedly, up, yeah. you know, who's who's upset you so yeah, much, absolutely. or who's insulted you, yeah, or yeah. terrified you, absolutely. or whatever? <laughs> you just, you basically, uh, yeah. light, yeah. you know, blue touch paper. I think you can relate to this because you had a, oh, a small problem God. recently, oh. and even I sort of fell for it. I thought, oh, that's, uh, and then I felt really bad afterwards. No, no, you know no. no. I, mean? I, uh, I uh, reposted. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's that's right. Right. It was something about. Yeah, you reposted uh, something. I know. Pi- oil yeah. pipeline or something, and um, yeah. oh hell! And, and people uh, interpreted it as uh, you're anti-Semitic. That's yeah. what happened. I remember the story. And it was because um, I, I was yeah. in Kenya at the yeah. time and yeah. blissfully unaware. Yeah. And then, but and I thought to myself, well, hang on a minute. She's quite pally with um, Arlene. Um, you know, a yeah. um, little bit religious Jew who. You know, I, I mean, so it, it, you know, it, some it, of my it best didn't, friends, etc., etc., etc. It didn't really make sense, um, and I do know Eileen's pro-Israeli, and I do know that she's um, pro-monarchy. Have you? Yeah. Ever, oh, you know. Oh, yes. That? Uh, it's fan- fabulous. She's, have you ever? Have you been to her house? No, no. Have you oh, been to her house, John? The toilet's got a picture of the Queen. <gasps> yeah, oh. it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I think Eileen's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I think she's. Yeah. I don't Absolutely know that well, but she's, she's a nice lady. We she's disagree about nice almost everything, yeah, but right. she's, I think she's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, 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 Come on, Arlene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I supported Dexy's Mid- Midnight Runners in the early days. And Bloody Toya hell, you've been around. I have, I have. Supported massive I have watch. done so much that I'm thinking, wow. Because this is like another air, uh, uh, thing that happened. But you can um, Google, you can find out. Mm. Um, yeah, I, my, my, I, I, I was a poet. Um, in the late 80, uh, mid 80s, and, and um, uh, I supported Depeche Mode. I was the only wow. actor on with Depeche Mode. I was the only actor on with the Pretenders at <gasps> Ding Wars. Um, I, I, I can prove all this. Oh yeah, I even even. Let me tell you something. Can't tell you how casually he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you something. It was really strange, but interesting. 
So I like strange had, more than interesting. No, she was number two at the time. Brass in my pocket, so you could get yep. the year. Okay. Um, I was selling illegally umbrellas in Regent Street <laughs> at, as well to make a living, okay, to make money. I thought you were going to say yeah, drugs to, to there, No, no, no. <laughs> and I sold Chrissy Hind an umbrella the previous day that I uh, had to support her. And then I mentioned it to her. I'll tell you who was on. It was me, Chrissy Hind, uh, uh, pretenders, yep. and UB40. I remember Bloody that. Right? And that was Dingwalls. And Dingwalls, incidentally, I know that junglers have been there a long time, but I was the first person to put on any comedy at that venue. And I'll tell you who I had uh, on that night. Um, in 1986, it was. I had uh, Julian Clary, Rory Bremner, uh, Steve... Um, Oh, oh, Coogan. Coogan. come to me. No, 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 no. Um, oh, um, what did you do? Steve, what was his act? Steve First, is it? No, no, not Steve First. Um, there was, well, there was three of them as well. There was a, 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 a the three Steves. Oh, I can't remember now. This is really annoying, but there was three of them and they, they were, they did a, a crazy, crazy act. Crazy act. Was it, was it, uh, Julian as Julian or the, uh, it wasn't Julian Clary in that in, in that act. Or was he the um, Joan Collins fan club? Ah, Joan Collins fan club. Um, uh, I also had a. I'm going off track now, but I had. That's a little, right. I feel we don't have tracks. I had a little party at my house with, with comedy, um, protesting against malicious hecklers at Speaker's Corner, um, <laughs> and um, I had at my house um, where I'm still living. Um, I had. Um, Julian Clary with Fanny the Wonder Dog. Yes. Do you remember Fanny the Wonder? Yes. And I had a dog at the time, and they had a, a little falling out. They had a little Ooh. argument. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on that um, occasion was Paul Merton, which, in fact, I, went, I, I spoke to him recently at the um, uh, comedy store, and I asked him if he could remember that night. And it was a bit hazy in his mind, you know, but it, it was... And I'll tell you who else was there. It was lovely. Gary Howard... From Flying Pickets. He was so good. I believe he's in Austria now, um, entertaining people in prison. Crikey. Yeah, uh, but he's doing well. He's, he did something with Paul McCartney. He's doing really, really well. Captive audience. Yeah. Hey. But, he, he, but Paul McCartney, yeah, good. Um, but Thank Paul you. McCartney is so... Uh, sorry, uh, 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 Gary ahead. Howard is excellent. Do you remember... Um, yes. He, he did the Yazoo song, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, that's it, that's the one. That's, the one. that's how yeah. I met Malcolm, I think. Malcolm, Malcolm Hardy, because he was managing oh, he was Gary Howard. Yeah. Oh, was he? Only you. Yeah. Only you, that's yeah. right. I didn't know that. Yeah, at that time, I was doing Game for a Laugh or something. And I'll tell you who yeah. else was there, and I'm still very good friends with her, Jessica Martin. Oh, lovely woman. Have you She's seen lovely. her... Um, her the drawings, cartoons her and drawings she's and everything. amazing and she doesn't age I've never known any besides my mum my mum's also looking good you've met my mum haven't you mm, at no. the Harry Hill gig you did oh did I of course I did he's yeah. very forgetful <laughs> yeah, you God did bless him he's yeah, very yeah. forgetful you came to the Harry Hill gig yeah. at the Proud um, just a year and a half ago and my mum was there and I think I introduced you but you forgot I remember your mum Who, who's this Harry Hill bloke <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, I tell you What's interesting, um, about a year and a half ago, um, I got in touch with Jessica Martin for the first time mm -hmm. in, like, well, since the 80s. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, do you want to come and see somebody who's been quite a significant factor in your life? Um, and uh, she said, yeah, who? Bobby Dabrow, uh, right? Because they worked together. Yeah, and I in know. those days, it was like, well, I don't know, 16, 14, 16 million 
uh, people. Yeah. Really. Cop, um, yep. Cops that you've worked with, Davro. I've worked with Davro. Have you? Really? Oh, God, yes. Oh, oh, wow. yes. I like him. He's a really nice guy. Really well, I, nice um, guy. Um, his, uh, I, I took him to, uh, we went together to the Chortle Awards um, a couple of years ago. Um, it was at Steve Bennett's request. I didn't, God knows, I spoke to him afterwards, but anyway. Um, and uh, I've got. Oh, happy wedding, by the way, Steve. Congratulations. You got oh, married recently. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, carry on. I forgive you for being a git. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby Davro. Bobby yeah, Davro. Yeah, um, yeah, because Davro uh, gave um, the award to I think it was Sophie Hagen or something. Mm. Like, I can't remember. Um, and uh, yeah, but it was so nice when they because they hadn't seen each other for a very long time. I don't know mm. how long, um, and we got them together. So Bobby Davro and Jessica Martin did a little stint together. On stage um, when I was at when mm. I was at the Sir Richard Stills actually, um, and that was really really nice. And I kept in touch with both of them. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Jessica Martin is so talented. Massively. She's just been reunited with Gary Wilmot oh. uh, uh, from Me and My yep. Girl Days, yep. and they're doing a West End production. But I don't know which one it is. Oh, is it Elf? No, 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 no. Elf was a couple of years ago. Oh right. A, you'd have to Google it. Uh, but right. there is a new production. But her cartoons, her drawings are absolutely amazing. And I've met Jessica's husband, very jealous, very nice guy. Really nice guy. Because there was a whole... Uh, Les Dennis, Dustin G. That's right. Uh, Bobby Davro, yeah. Jessica Martin. I mean, because I was, and still am, a great friend with Andrew O'Connor. Oh, I remember was him. part of that. And they, yeah. they, you know, they were all yeah. kind of really yeah. quite talented. I did... Uh, Hidden Camera Show. Oh, did you? With uh, oh, wow. with Bobby Davro. Called what? That's nice. Called, Christ, Bobby Davro's... Hidden Camera Show, that'll do. Didn't know. Yeah, um, yeah. God, what was it called? Anyway, but the anecdote was... It was the... the uh, I'd never done... Uh, I, I don't like Hidden Camera Shows. Okay. But... Um, oh, oh, you're not talking about um, Jeremy Beadle or that sort of thing, are you? Yeah, it was... Oh. We had. Um, it, it wasn't Jerry. Jerry. No, no, no. It was. It was uh, Bobby Davro's name above the title. Oh, uh, so, oh, I see what you mean. Okay. And um, uh, I was supposed to be doing this thing called the Persuaders, oh. and oh. Uh, oh, basically, I would uh, go up to someone in the street with the camera, yeah. obvious there, yeah. Yeah. and say, um, uh, "Hi." This is going to sound really yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah. but. Um, I have been asked to uh, collect flat caps. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. for a television show, and I was just wondering, would you give me a cap? And you yeah. go, well, no. I go, well, I could give you a fiver for it. No. Go, no. And you go, can you just give me a second? Okay. He's saying no. Can I give him? Can I give him a tenner? I can give you a tenner. No. <laughs> it's a really good cap. And you basically, yeah. it's kind of everyone's yeah. got their price yeah. kind of thing. No. And I thought, well, that's, that's fine. Quite, that's, oh, I see everyone's got their price. That, that, that sounds, and that which, sounds I, which I thought sounded great yeah. fun. It does. And the, the camera wasn't hidden, yeah. so and you're not making a tit out of anyone. Yeah. So I said, yes, great, fantastic, I'd love to yeah. do it. Um, and so then when I arrived to do all the first recordings turned out that Bobby wanted to do that bit of the show because oh, he wow. thought it sounded like a great idea and I would be part of the team oh, wow. which meant that I was involved yeah, in all the yeah, hidden camera yeah. stuff and um, I just uh, it has, I've told John this story before but uh, I always regard myself uh, I like to think that 
you know, not that exactly that I'm unshockable, but that I'm able to see the funny yeah. in almost anything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was in an underground studio for various reasons with Bobby Davro, and uh, it was people, the hit squad were outside uh, saying to bypassers, look, um, we're in a bit of a bit of a nightmare. Our radio vet hasn't turned up. Mm -hmm. oh, the questions are so easy. It's just a local radio show. Will you come in and oh, pretend okay. to be the vet? And they'd go, oh, all right then. And then there was Bobby and me going, hello, this is, uh, you know, my name's Hilda from uh, wherever, someplace near Manchester. Mm. Now, my hamster's turned blue and it, it's gone a bit stiff. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about giving him, a, you know, giving him yeah. the kiss of life. Yeah. What, do you, what, what do you think? Yeah. Do, do, do you do, like, he's only got a little chest. I'm yeah. worried that if I do the, like, you know, the resuscitation yeah. thing, I'll break his little ribs. And Sounds a bit similar to Off the Rockers, which is on ITV now once a week. Ah, you see nothing new under the sun. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's brilliant. It is funny. But I was, it's, it's similar to... Yeah, similar so I, was, I was stuck in the studio with Bobby, waiting yeah. for them yeah, to get yeah. the people and phone in. Okay. And um, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. We were making yeah. kind of conversation. He just started telling jokes. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I've got a good one. I've got a great one. I've got a great one. Uh, what turns fruit into vegetables? <laughs> and I went, no idea. And he went, AIDS. <laughs> See, that's funny. And I thought... Mm. My God, that's appalling. And it was really, it's the only time... And I, I suddenly... It was the first time I thought, OK, so... He's a yeah, it's because a, a lot of my friends... He's a good impressionist. But Oh, yes. I, I did actually say... Because he, he did do a routine at the club, which, I, if he's listening, I do apologise, but I've said it to his face, so it's not um, anything that I'm hiding, um, that... You know, maybe, just maybe, you should have done a few more impressions and not the Elvis Presley impressions. Ah, oh, right, oh, um, right, yeah. Because, you know, he loves to, he loves the new um, uh, comedy scene. Mm. He, he likes it. He's trying to make a comeback. But, you know, you have to be tuned in. And um, what worked in Chiswick at Headliners, I believe, mm. uh, didn't, to be honest, it didn't work at my club. And I think he knows it. Um, mm. um, it was a bit similar to a Jim Davison routine. Right. I know they're friends. Um, but it, it, it didn't really quite mm. work. I mean, I, I think it's... I'm all for those, you know, mainstream, as it were, uh, comics coming back and oh, kicking a bit of yeah, ass fantastic. around the alternative circuit. Absolutely. Because they've got skills. Yeah. They've got skills. Yeah. Yeah. So they have. They're multiplying. Yeah. And well, you don't have, you don't have 16 million people in the 80s uh, tune into your show if there's not something there. I mean, there's obviously obviously something there. Well, we, we, better, we better stop here for uh, for time reasons, really. Really? We, we, we ramble. But with the, How long have we been rambling? Oh, 48 minutes. Good for, God! 40, 46, I'm getting very old, I can't read 46. But the one thing we've not mentioned is that this very day, um, uh, the Comedy uh, Cafe has decided to close. Oh, uh, exclusive, exclusively revealed in my blog. Yeah. I, uh, but, I, I mean, I don't think they've decided this. to close. No. Uh, it's uh, not... Uh, is this on... It's tape? still on. It's yeah. uh, you can't uh, yeah. say whatever you were yeah. going to say. No, uh, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just, uh, you know, um, I shared uh, the that. Pains. I shared it when I saw it, and I, I was like, oh, uh, it's God, just, oh, God, it's just that, 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 uh, that, 
that that that's so sad because it's um you know it is a bit of a comedy institution it's been there a long time i i remember enjoying uh paul zerden there jimmy carr big names i mean obviously it's been downsized um so i do feel for him um of course i can identify with uh, his uh, issues because um things have, have changed you know there's so many greedy landlords and yeah. it was, and, it was uh, all to do with uh, increasing the rent wasn't it for yes, the lease uh, absolutely Just there, 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 there's think what's going on now is um, people with creative ability, it doesn't matter if it's in the music industry or in the comedy industry, uh, there's a, a, a disregard to it because the emphasis and the priorities of people who can um, are, are just all about making money, as much money as they possibly can. And it is a very uncomfortable uh, situation for somebody who's creative it's you know my, my something I didn't tell you uh, a lot of people on Facebook know it now um, um, is that uh, my nieces are called the No Frills Twins and they are about to support Justin Bieber Got um, yeah 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 um, they, they, they get a half a million hits but they've had to for each song they release on YouTube but they can't make any money out mm. of it. It's, it's terrible. Um, it's not like Top of the Pops and sitting on Jimmy Savile's mm. lap. Uh, it's different situation. <laughs> well, let's different hope not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, things have changed dramatically. Um, and there's... there's uh, well, they going to make a bob or two supporting Justin Bieber. Oh, uh, yeah, I would hope so. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they've released a brilliant new song. You can Google it. Um, they live in Australia, by the way. Oh, what's the name again? They're called the No Frills Twins. Yeah, they're very pretty. The No Frills Twins. Yes, yeah. the No Frills Twins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they are quite famous amongst that age group. That you know, they're they're getting. Re- I mean, one of their songs got two million likes. I mean, they're big. They are big. Nobody's got- ever liked me that much. Oh, uh, yeah, but oh. in in our own ways, we are all we've all managed to get the attention of you know some people. Well, just the, the police in my case. That's the end of that. <laughs>